Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. Side Action, episode 23 of season 6. My name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Weggs. You can follow me at Weggs on Twitter and on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> I was going to say X and I should be <laughs> on X and Instagram. X and Instagram. Uh, well, I'm Coop. What a great introduction. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Dalton Cooper on Twitter at Mr. Grumpy Gills. Again, we are the, uh, the Side Action Podcast. Uh, was the tree down last week? Did I bring that the up? The tree was down last yeah, week? Yeah, it was like a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I took it like a week ago Monday. I got it out. Okay. Monday or Sunday. We're going to, we need to figure out something else. I feel like it kind of, it's kind of empty. It's empty in here. It's naked over here. <laughs> it's okay. I can put a, an Easter bunny thing or maybe a St. Patrick's Day, like a, a leprechaun. Yeah, there you go. Or they, uh, like those blow up things, like a blow up leprechaun, like you see in like Sam's Club or whatever. Yeah, that would be creepy. Yeah. No, of course not. You're Irish. Bring the right? lady home. Hey, look, what's with the leprechaun? <laughs> oh, I like, I like, I'm really into my culture. I like St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I mean your culture, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's Irish, and I got some Irish. Also got maybe Cashmere Pulaski Day. We can oh throw up a pole on some sausage or something. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's what Caesar was making the other day in the uh-huh. uh, at the uh, the apartment. It's did, smelled, does he make pasta? Does he make the, uh, the all I know sauerkraut? Was, there was onions in it. Yeah. Onions. Yeah. Okay, probably yeah. sauerkraut in there. Probably a little bit. Yeah. Nice. I mean he's got that little bit of like. Uh, I always fuck this up. Filipino. Yeah. Filipino. You know. Yeah. Some of the noodles it. kind of like represent like to me it's kind of like sauerkraut the way it's kind right. of cooked it's like all stewed up so yeah i mean you would know sauerkraut you're the guy you're the guy i'm a cabbage sauerkraut. guy yeah i got some in the, got some in the fridge okay nice yeah i know what we're doing after Macro- <laughs> yeah. you didn't get your uh, c4 by the way uh, no, official okay. sponsor yeah no, so <laughs> anyway we had quite a weekend last weekend uh we won't go into great detail but there was a dating event yeah, it was interesting. Right, yeah. Uh, lieutenant Cavs did not bring his crutches like we told him to very disappointed but he he hobbled around. They toughed it out. They he got him a chair out. here and there for him to lean on. So I got a little story, very quick story for you. Um, so as you know, I got a number that night mm-hmm. from somebody. Nice. And, uh, you know, there was this whole debate after the dating event, you know, because my wing woman right. got the number of the guy that this girl was with. And then he immediately texted her. You know, like she gave the information. He texted her. Okay. He didn't give her... His number. She right. gave him Correct. hers. Okay, yes. gotcha. So she was proactive in this She was pro- Well, what happened was I talked to this girl, and supposedly this girl was like checking me out. So Aisha, like a good wing, was like, do you want to talk to that girl who's checking you out? I'm like, sure. Don't turn around too fast. I'm like, oh, she's right here. So we started talking to them, and within like two minutes, I was like, okay, well, we should hang out. Yeah, okay, here's my number. <laughs> I gave her my phone. She typed in her stuff, and boom. So, so done. Meanwhile, my Aisha, she's just chatting away with this guy, and she went through two different cycles. You know, they ring the bell, or they play the music or something. You're supposed yeah. to rotate. We didn't rotate. I'm like, well, I guess she likes this guy. Let's just let him keep talking. Right. And then she was, talking. she was just being a good partner. She was just being a good partner. Yeah. I didn't, oh, like, no. give, her a, give her the, the Yeah, it's like the, the rendezvous. Yeah, we hey. <laughs> You know, tippy-toe, tippy-toe. Yeah, this is usually first sight indicator. <laughs> so anyway, she does the, gives the number. We leave. The guy texts her like, "Oh, it's right. really nice to meet you. I'd love to see you again." Or yes, something. Yeah, that's right. Meanwhile, I think I just she used my phone, whatever, and text herself, and I think I text like "hi" or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> so whatever. I didn't really care about it. The yeah. next day, though, I texted the girl and I said, "Yeah, it was nice meeting you. How was the rest of your night?" Nothing. Crickets. Nice. Crickets. Didn't hear anything from her. 
Meanwhile, we obviously told Aisha not to text the guy. Right. Which she took my advice finally after we talked about it for an hour and a half on the table. Yeah, ever dinner? Yes. So anyway, in the end, I was like, well, you know, sorry guys, the, the people listening for the dating part, screw this girl, I'm not going to text her back. I'm going to delete the number. Still nothing? More. So oh, then I okay. went on a date on Tuesday, Magic Lounge, awesome place, you should go sometime. Okay. Wednesday, you know, saw Pumi, my friend. Uh, we went to a little tiki bar, it's called the Teeny Tiki Bar, okay. off of Michigan Avenue, kind of network you were the other night. And um, so anyway, as we're taking the elevator down, it stops at the eighth floor. So we're on like the 12th floor, 11th, 12th floor. No. Stops at the eighth floor. No way. This girl's right there. No way. Outside the, outside the elevator. And I see her and I, she sees me and she waves and she goes, it's Jim, right? I'm like, yeah, it's Jim. No way. Doors closed. You're I, kidding. I had told Boomy the whole, no, I just totally told the true story. I told Boomy the whole story so I don't feel like I was being shady. But I looked at her and go, that's the girl that didn't text me. So she remembers my name and hasn't texted me. <laughs> so then I texted her, that other girl this morning, and I'm like, "Hey, so what were you up to last night?" She's like, "Chicago Change Coalition cohort," and I'm like, "Oh, interesting. You know, I'm not heard of that." Still waiting for a response. Oh, I, 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 oh this, wow! This, I think she's a lunatic. The I saga, don't understand what to say. The saga continued. No way. You Isn't saw that? Her. I saw her. That's I was so like, wild. That's that girl. Oh my god! We just I just told you the story. Anyway, no so way. really weird. That's incredible. It's weird. <laughs> what are the chances? What, right? It should be fate, except this girl doesn't want to communicate. What does she want to call her or something? Like, oh, respond to me. Snapchat. 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 Yeah. Anyway, so that was uh, Friday, Saturday. We had some fun, goofy times. Uh, yeah, or so was planned. Yeah. They were good. Yeah, they were really good. They were really good. Were they, they're called. 90 uh, Steve or something? Something like that. Yeah. Like that. I'm gonna 90s, look it up. 90s talking. cover. They had some old, their own uh, band hits, and then. And then Sunday we watched the games, which we'll go over, but uh, that was at uh, O'Donovan's this time, so that was pretty fun. Uh, Gotta go back to in time. It. Yeah, I'm trying Sorry. to find it. Stats department. Uh, anyway, that's okay. Sorry, or so we'll look it up <laughs> no, next time. No, it was, a, it was a fun night. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had a weird bowling yesterday. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah. I saw there was like a, you guys all got like 222, or maybe somebody had 221. Oh, it was the last, yeah, the last game we all bowled pretty well. <laughs> Caesar was like one pin behind. One pin yeah. behind. So we uh we lost the roll off last week. Okay. I wasn't there, so they they had tied and then they went to a roll off for mm. the second half. Okay. Um, or second quarter, if you will. So that was tough, but we went seven zero this week. But we swept. Oh, so yeah. So where are we in the standings now? Oh, we're still in. We we have we have secured our, our playoffs. I know. Spot, I know. So, so you can't secure another one. It's just correct. Just, well, we're just both, so if we win another half, we just get extra money, basically. Yeah, we want more money. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with more money. So, but yeah, we're getting there. And then um, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, we went ice skating last night, so it was a good time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we'll, took a little time. We'll yeah, okay. A little daily. What was it? Uh, Maggie Daly. Maggie Daly. Maggie Daly. Yeah. Rhythm. It's a little tricky because there's some grade to it. Yeah, and they don't zamboni that ice very often. Yeah, it's a little rough. Yeah. yeah, it gets, especially if you go, so it's a two-hour cycle you can skate. Yeah. Near the end of the cycle, it is a little rough. Yeah, it's tough. And, uh, it's pretty, though. Yeah, it's nice. Great view of the, the city. View, yeah, they got the, um, oh, the kink, the kink, because uh, the, if you look at it, it's think it's the rink shack, but if the, it looks like it's cut in half, so it's like the kink shop is what it looks like, or the, it's something along the We understand where so, your mind was. Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny. I just saw the sign while getting hot chocolate. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Uh, I definitely got to get my own skates. Yeah, sure. you got to yeah. get them and get your own sharp because they, those rentals, they're not as sharp. And yeah. Whatever. I mean, you know. Got to just, you know. Get the feel. Yeah, there you go. I figure if I could get an ice skate, I can get good at rollerblading. Well, and you're not too far, you know, we can always go sometime uh, up at Warren, which is up in the. There's a park, Warren Park, which okay. is a little further north than you. Yeah. There's a great regular rink there. It's a public rink. It's open, you know, till like the end of February. It's okay. it's just there's a bunch of kids and stuff, but 
it's nice, it's fun, it's like, fun music, you know, it's, right. it's just around, it's not like yeah. the whole track, but it's a good way to get your... Uh, I've never seen a track good. like that, so that it's, was... It's uh, different. It was definitely interesting, yeah, yeah especially if you don't know what the hell you're doing. Well, and it's the kids, like, it's always the kids, you always, you can't trust the kids that are in the, like, the equipment, like, if they're in the hockey helmet and the pads, oh, watch right. out. Well, they're gonna go. They're gonna take you out. They don't care. They're they're bad. So yeah, they're right. also like four, like two feet tall, right? Have you gotten taken out before? I haven't, but I've seen been it. very close to. It's like I'm I'm not a small gentleman. So when I get going, you know, if I hit somebody, I'm gonna take them out. Yeah. So I've been in situations where I've had to like catch people. So the little kid cuts me off, and I'm like, sorry, you know, because otherwise we all going down. Um, but one time, it's a lot of, you know, pre pre here, pre pod, yeah. but. One time, my daughter, when I got into skating, was because my daughter was skating. She was learning how to figure skate. Okay. And she's a little... Just on time, too. Yeah, there we go. So she's like, you know, she was a little hellion on skates, like six years old or something. Super fast, and I was keeping up with her, but we were playing tag. You play tag with kids, right? Great. Well, I'm like a, whatever, at that point, whatever, 38-year-old man, like, you know, decent-sized guy, skating, not a great skater, and she grabbed me, you're up at the Robert Crown in um, Evanston, she grabbed me by my sleeve... Like and pulled me, and I went down. I mean, I was lucky I didn't break a collarbone. Yeah. I mean, I got pulled down all the way. Oh. Luckily, I must have rolled enough. I didn't hit my head, but dispersed all. And I just head. was able to not get majorly injured. But when I popped up from that little snafu, I chased her down and beat her ass right there in the ice. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, you know, and I know she was just playing around, but I'm like, Jesus, kid, kid, you're gonna broke my fucking collarbone here. You know what I mean? Your your old man's got to work. Anyway, uh, now she's still raising hell. She's know? still raising hell, so, and she, we did go skating with her and her man uh, that was over the holiday. So she yes, she still skate, but she's not like she used to. And her friend became like a really great, like you know, high level figure skater, yeah. like, triple axel kind of type. Oh no shit! Okay, well fair enough. Well, Basically. let's jump into this. We've talked a lot of little free pod. Oh, yeah, shout out to Jade by the way. This oh. is a blind date on Friday. Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, Jade. Great Jade. one, yeah, great, great. Jade great was great. Aisha yeah. was great. Jade was great. Nicole was, was challenging to people. <laughs> she, was, she was asking people, "Why are Why are you here?" Uh, well, Nicole likes to go right to it. Yeah, she's just very. Yeah, very why are you to. here? Great right hook too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. right. We did it. I didn't hit it, but you did. <laughs> that's what she the said. The girls. <laughs> but yeah, and, <laughs> Nicole. I don't know. I'm not trying to guess her weight or something, but she's she's on the slider side. Yeah, she's, she, she just very like, petite. yeah, bam. She, she can do the torque because of yeah. her tennis ability. She popped that, popped that bad boy. Yeah, she's got some, she's got some oomph, if you will. Watch out, watch <laughs> out, watch out. All right, so who are we taking to the shed this week, Coop? Go ahead, I'll let you go oh, first. Man. So we have some similarities. Yeah, we do. Um, you, if anything, you want to chime in on this. We both yeah. have uh, Dan Campbell in the mm. shed, I think for a couple different reasons. My biggest reason I'm putting him in the shed is sure. because he called a running play on third and goal with a minute five left in the game. Yes. And it just that's inexcusable at that point because if you don't yeah. score, you had to burn the timeout. And at that point, yeah. the game's over because you're Basically. not getting the kick. Yeah, so, that kick's like impossible to get that. I mean, the fact that they kind of blown a 17-point lead to begin with, <laughs> and I'm sure you'll get into that too. Yeah, but yeah. just that that one was like the boner of the week award for me. That was like a, a cannot do, like I don't give a shit what the analytics say, like right. no way. So, no, no, the analytics probably don't tell you to run. And I don't, well, <laughs> it's something, I don't know. But uh, we're also taking uh, John Harbaugh to the okay. shed. So, uh their, their game plan was just yes. a complete shit show. Uh, sure. There's no other way to go about it. They averaged 32 carries per game, you know, between obviously three or four different guys on the season. And mostly um, running backs, right? Yeah, mostly, <laughs> right. And then only, on 16, they only had 16 carries overall as a team. Eight of those were actually by Lamar Jackson. Yeah, most so of them were scrambles. scrambles. They, weren't, yeah. they were like two or three playing runs. I think it was 82% uh, pass. 
for their, uh, I guess, their play calling, which yeah. they, they ran the ball once on second down the whole game. I know. We talked about that. So. Well, I think it was, uh, was it, I think Gus Edwards had two carries since the first quarter. Yeah, he had three carries total, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's just, oh, and he had, like a, he had like 40 yards. His first carry had 15 yards. Yeah. Give him the ball. That was right after Lamar had broken away from us. So just, anyway, we'll get into that more as we go. But, yeah, taking them to the shed. And I don't know if you remember this little nugget about uh, Alabama baseball. There was a uh, the coach last year, Brandon Bonahan. Okay. So uh, there was a big scandal with him. He got fired last year because of a, a gambling scandal. Oh. They, they just found text messages now. I guess they did an investigation. So he had texted a better one day that one of their key pitchers was actually not going to play hmm. against LSU. So that guy immediately went to the sports book in April 2023 and tried to place a $100,000 bet when the maximum you can place is 15000 so that was kind of a big giant red flag. Yeah. So as they did an investigation, come to find out, uh, they actually the, the whole ironic part of this is that Alabama actually won that game that they were betting against Alabama to lose it. So they beat LSU eight to six that day, and uh, they would have lost their money anyway. So now they get fired. There's a bunch of sanctions. He's hmm. got like a, a five year ban. And uh, yeah, shout out to Brad Bohannon. Well, I was gonna say it wasn't didn't make my shed list, but it was the other guy, the NFL player that used to be in college when he did like eighty nine hundred bets and. Oh, I don't remember uh, his name. Receiver, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, what is going on in the SEC? Because he was an SEC player, right? He plays in LSU right now, yeah. Oh, is he right now? Yeah. Okay, because I mean, yeah, Boutte, right? Yeah, Boutte, yeah, something so, like that. Booty, yeah. Yeah, Booty. Listen, Booty. Yeah. Uh, chase the booty, not the not the booty of the cash. I mean, right. the dude, supposedly he had to make like a bet an hour or something like that something for like, like that. two years. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I guess they don't like to just play the game. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> They need to bring back the NCAA for video games. That's what they're telling me. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I agree. Well, on the same line, and we can we can talk about it more, I guess, when we get to the game itself. But I do have Dan Campbell, as you mentioned, Todd Munkin. I more blame Munkin than than Harbaugh. Of course, Harbaugh should make an ultimate switch, like at halftime. Hey, Todd, how about we run the ball? Like the same thing against Houston. Remember, we talked about it when we watched the game in Houston the week before. Yeah. Why aren't they running the ball? In the second half, they ran the ball over Houston, and I don't understand why they didn't do that against the Chiefs, who, you know, their defense is pretty good, but they were giving up runs, yeah. you know, so especially against Buffalo. The other person, I actually threw in another one. Hey, look at this. Yeah. My, my Colorado State Rams, the alma mater. Yeah, look, this nice team, I, I can't get too excited about them. They made the tournament like three times in the last like 15 years, but this team was really good this year. Hey, they're going to be good. They go to Wyoming, which is the border war, by the way. Gotcha. The border war. Yeah, up in, up in Laramie. Yeah, who could forget? 11 points. They were up by 11 with one minute to go and lost the game. Now, that granted, they forced overtime, but still, how do you give up an 11-point lead in a minute? That's Very like good. that's like Reggie Miller. That level. was Virginia Tech and Duke, like back in like 05 or whatever. I remember that. That was a 10-point lead. In like Horrible. Minute, Couldn't yeah. make free throws. I mean, they did beat San Diego State later this week at home. Uh, They're terrible. Apparently, CSU's bad on the road, just, just so you know. Most college teams are. So. Sounds like they play the level of competition. That could be it. But they're that just kids. They're, they're just, just kids. kids. God damn it. Come on. God damn it. Come on. Cam the Ram. Let's go. Cam the Ram. So in Club Dub, okay, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna go first. Go ahead. Travis Kelsey. Okay. You know, I'm going to say it's 50-50. I know we said that we have some animosity towards Travis because he was playing like a punk a little bit. Yeah. But let's face it. He did ball out. He played really well. He made some amazing catches in this game. He broke Jerry Rice's record for uh, playoff receptions and, and he, you know, 11 targets, 11 catches. Not bad. 116 okay. yards in a TD. I don't like that he's, like, grabbing guys at the bottom of the pile and doing late hits. But, you know, Travis Kelsey, welcome to Club Dub for a moment. Yeah, picking on just, kickers. Just a moment. Yeah. Oh, God. Boy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying he's, he's not a nice guy. But he, <laughs> he deserves to be in the dub, in the Club Dub because he, he really helped for that dub. Yeah. No, he was, uh, what, 
integral integral part of yeah, their job, if you will. So, sure. uh, and I, we never got to see any of this. We got to the bar, but Luka Doncic is the first person in my club that we had seventy three points That's against the uh, against the Hawks uh, on Friday night. Obviously, he's a Mavs franchise record in his first high. I think he shot like seventy four percent. He was like he had missed six shots. I think he was like twenty six of thirty two the whole game, <laughs> which is just absurd. And wasn't uh, that like the day after Embiid scored seventy or something? Yeah, it was a couple. It was like three or four days after. I think Embiid had scored seventy on Monday because uh, he was in Club Dub last week. Right, right, right. So, that's right, that's right. but yeah, we've had a back-to-back weeks of seventy-point games in the NBA, so that's pretty cool. Um, obviously, the uh, the script crowd they had a nice big win on Sunday. Obviously, not us, but there are some people out there that saying that this coverage of Taylor <laughs> Swift is uh, a little ridiculous, a little over the top. We obviously are not any of those people, but there are just some people out there, so we're going to put them in, in Club Dub, if you will. Club Dub. Uh, yeah. And then obviously the Lions, obviously they did get beat, but they, uh, they're they in Club Dub because Ben Johnson's coming back, baby. Yeah, he's Everybody thought back. he was gone. Everybody thought like, sure. writing that off. See he you said, later. No, Sign thank on. you, Washington. Yeah. I would prefer to stay where I am. Yeah. So Lions Nation, I know it hurts, but hey, I, they're going to they're gonna run it back next year. you got a chance. They do. So obviously one of the best offensive coordinators in the league, if not the best. And, yeah, well, uh, he, he had definitely a definite good game plan. Oh, yeah. Until that run play. Right. Maybe that was Danny, Danny or was, maybe that was Campbell's choice. Well, they only ran the ball, which we'll get into here more. Yeah. They only ran the ball eight times in the whole second half. I know. This is, is the thing. You know, you got to win. You got to run the ball to win. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well you run, what is it? You, you run to get the lead, then you pass to win, or something like that. Especially yeah, well, I guess so. Away. I mean, I think you run to, like, salt the game away, theoretically. So yeah, if you're yeah, up right. by 17, should you be running the football? I mean, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, what's your stand of the week? Oh, yeah, so I was, uh, I wanted to get a little uh, integral here. I wanted to diversify your your knowledge. So uh, Darwin Nunez in the uh, Premier League, he plays for Liverpool. Uh, he broke a record yesterday for the most crossbars slash post hit in a single mm. game. Okay. Um, do you know how many he hit yesterday? I do not. Um, Six? Four. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. I, I, I was watching the highlights, and they were soul-crushing. So, like, he was probably a cumulative of, like, an inch and a half away from, like, a four hat trick, basically, or a, a four-goaler. I don't know what a four-goaler is. Is that a hand bone? I know it's a hand bone. <laughs> it's a hand bone in bowling when you throw four strikes. Okay, so, okay. Uh, on the hat trick plus one, we'll just go with that. But, yeah, uh, I'm not sure what that is. It's a good question. But, uh, yeah, Liverpool beat Chelsea four to one. He did have an assist. But, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting stat. They started tracking that back in 2002, by the way, in the good old Premier League. So Good. footballers across the across the pond. I will tell you what's a bad stat of the week. When Jimmy Wiggs did not start the audio audacity. So there will not be an audio on the podcast oh, this week. Nice. Sorry everybody. Well there it is. I screwed up. Only on uh, only on YouTube this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do the audio. Maybe there's a way to do the audio and download it. I'll figure it out. That's okay. Uh, well you, you want to cover the coaching hires, which is important. Uh, you, you mentioned obviously well you mentioned who didn't get the job with Ben Johnson because yeah. he turned it down. But Seattle, they got a pretty good coach. Yeah, they got Mike McDonald going from uh, Baltimore's defensive corner, Michigan man as well. Yeah, going out to Seattle. So shut off the Chiefs. In yeah, half, we bad. definitely all thought that he was that that was Dan Quinn's job for the taking. So I thought so too. It was definitely interesting. But he actually ends up in Washington, like we kind of discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Dave Damn. Canales in Carolina. Yep. He was actually a quarter, uh, quarterbacks coach, I think, in Tampa. He also has okay. worked with yeah. the Rams. Yep. Um, yep. He's definitely from McVay. Yeah, right? and he, I, I believe he played quarterback at one point. But, uh, sure but yeah, they, they do talk about his schematic. He's supposed to be a pretty good hire. He only had one uh, year with OC, but yeah. So we'll definitely see. Well, it's going to be interesting with, with Tapper anyway, because he's always probably going to want to play. I do think he'll it. probably get more than one year, unlike Frank Reich. So, because <laughs> I mean, they've kind of gone back to back with quick ones. So let's see what happens. 
usually got to pay extra for that. So uh, <laughs> Las Vegas, obviously, hired Antonio Pierce. I think yep. we discussed that. Jim Harbaugh, we talked last week, is sure, Chargers. Yes. You know, Gerard Mayo with uh, New England. And then the big one, I don't know if the big one, but the uh, the oddball, in my opinion, is Brian Callahan. A little weird. To the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that leaves out Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick. And that's it. So the Falcons still have a head coaching vacancy. Uh, I saw a big rumor that the uh, – No, 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 they don't. No, they don't. No, they're you're right. They got Raheem Morris. You're right. I yeah, they they, they opted the for no. We don't want Belichick. Yeah, he's won six Super Bowls. Let's get Raheem <laughs> Morris. He's like ten games under five hundred. There was a rumor that Mike Vrabel's thing about signing with the Dolphins staff. Bro. Oh, I was reading about oh, that. Oh, as a defensive coordinator. Uh, I, it might have been. Yeah, I believe okay. so. So that would be Fangio is going to. He's Philly, in Philadelphia. Right? Yeah, that'd be pretty sick, though. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, yeah I like Vrabel. Mike Vrabel and uh, the Mikes. We're getting. The Mikes. We're gonna collect all the Mikes. We need <laughs> the head of Mikes. But uh, yeah. but yeah, there was four defensive coaches that were hired. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the playoff records this year, defensive coaches won a total of four games. None of them are left in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and obviously, after the Super Bowl, there's going to be nine wins total. For Would the you consider coaches. Campbell an offensive coach, or is he yes. a special teams coach? I would offensive? consider him more offensive. I mean, he was yeah. a tight end, but I don't know if he actually coached. Yeah. Did he ever OC? I don't think so, no. Okay. But he was, like you to your point, the tight ends coach. Yeah. Harbaugh, I think, was probably the closest thing to a special teams coach. Yeah, he was a special teams coach. Yeah. Right. So, but it just in a league that's shifting more offensively, especially with the rules and everything, you would think it'd make more yeah, sense. Yeah, everybody coach, on their but... betting channels always says that it's pick the offensive coach to be the head coach. You can always hire a defensive coach. I don't know. It depends. I mean, it, I, I do think it depends on the defensive coach because if they're going to be, you know, calling the plays and stuff, like a la Matt Eberflus, like, <laughs> Focus on the game. Yeah, you got to be able to make those decisions. Like, well, we'll talk about Dan Campbell. Maybe he didn't make the decisions, but he was making the decisions for the team. Yeah, right. If you're calling the plays like Shanahan, that's okay. But are you managing the full game? You're really giving up your whole side. You know, the defensive side to your defensive coordinator. So you, you better do a good job. Right. Look at you, Steve Wilkes. Yeah. No kidding. So, well, let's talk about last weekend. Uh, you know, this is kind of a, a broken record. Home teams, even though we'll talk about the game, it was one and one. The Chiefs are the only team that's basically defied all these odds besides Green Bay at the one win. I mean, yeah. Kansas City just keeps winning on the road uh, with another road win. Uh, but against the spread this week, dogs came in. Dogs were barking. They're they came barking. in at both, and then the totals were split. So, congratulations, congratulations, Dalton, eleven and one. I know you didn't want to do that, uh, but you did it. Yeah. So good job. Um, I had a decent week this week, one and one, but I made a lot of money actually last week, which is great because of all the. I know you like Jimmy, Mr. Hedgerton. Yeah. But Jimmy Hedgerton made some cash last week. Oh yeah. Uh, which really helps. So. Mr. Hedgerton. <laughs> in the first in the first game, Chiefs being plus three and a half, you know, it went off at plus five. Yeah. So the money just That's came insane. in on Baltimore, which was a little surprising to me because, you know, Patrick Mahomes, right? And I, I do think the line probably should have been this four, four and a half. And we talked about it going to watch the game. You're like, oh, it might get blown out, but man, the Chiefs had a good game plan to start they just came out of the box and and moved the ball down the field easily not i say easily it took them tons of plays they had like a yeah. 16 play drive the second drive the second touchdown drive was 16 and plays. they kept converting on third down a lot of it was to kelsey or even fourth down yeah. but hey they did it but then the game just switched i mean in the second really after that second touchdown they, they did get a field goal at the end of the half but the game just slowed down to nothing it was just three and out three and out short drives yeah. you know in the second half but Baltimore turned it up in the second half, and Monken, you know, didn't run the ball, but they had their chances. You know, Zay, Zay Flowers, you know, tried to dive. First of all, he had the taunting. That was a stupid play. In that his was part. a stupid call. Stupid call, also stupid play, because you're down to the 10, 
but they still almost got in the end zone, but never dive on first down. That's that's the rule. Right. Never dive on first down. And you got you know, the ball popped out. Uh, Lamar had a terrible interception, but you know, give it to McDonald's defense. They shut them down in the second half. No no scores and really barely any yards for the Chiefs in the second half. But you know they lost outright, 17-10, and it was it just we were watching the game. It was like all they need is one thing. They just could never do it. Yeah. And um, so Lamar gets a lot of scrutiny here, but. I don't know. You were. I guess I put down the penalties. There were a lot of penalties on, on the Baltimore. Just that was. Few. I mean, that even like this, they had thirty yards of penalties to get that field goal before the half. If you yeah. remember the clothesline, sure. then the other penalty. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was the one with Kelsey that he yeah. uh, Van Noy headbutted oh, him yeah. or whatever. He, he kind of faded him into it. Yeah. So I mean, they kicked a fifty-two yard field goal to end the half. Yep. So thirty yard. I mean, if you take away one of those penalties, there's no way they're kicking a field goal at the end of the half. Right. So right. Just that point, and then yeah, fourteen the, seven versus seven to seven. Fourteen. I think the Ravens got shook. Honestly, they like, did. They for the first time all year, I think they kind of went, "Oh shit," because they the, the Chiefs came out so quick. To your point, and, right. you know, first drive went right down the field, scored a touchdown, and then the next, you know, the next drive they get, they took half the quarter away basically, mm-hmm. and it's like. Well, shit, what are we going to do? They were playing like they were down 30 points. Yeah. They are down by seven or yeah, 10. 10. It's like 10 points. You just got to do your offense, run your offense. But yeah. they just lost their minds. And But one of the things I wanted to point out is the Chiefs are now 19-1 and one in the <laughs> season true. to the under in the in the, uh, in the fourth quarter. This yeah. team just – their defense is amazing. And, and Spagnuolo deserves all the credit in the world. He'll probably never get a head coaching job, as we said, mostly right. defensive. But he's really, he's really outcoached these last couple of games. Uh, I mean, Miami – Maybe they were outmanned, but yeah. he outcoached the Bills, and he definitely outcoached uh, Baltimore. Yeah, he's happy that Zach Taylor's at home. <laughs> yes. That's for sure. That's true. That's true. Um, so anyway, some of the props that we had, I did hit the Pacheco receptions barely. They Hill. cashed. Uh, Justin Hill as well, uh, 13 and a half. It looked a little dicey for a while. Mahomes <laughs> did not go over his rushing prop. They really didn't need to do anything in the, in the second, second half. half. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we, we cashed on the you cashed on the game. I was I cashed on the money line, which you know helps nice. me helps me put some money in my pocket. Yeah, Jimmy Hedgington. Jimmy Hedgington. Yeah. The second game was I think even though the first game was like I don't know it was kind of a frustrating game, right? We wanted more action yeah. in the second. To half. your point, you're just waiting for that one thing to happen for the Ravens to like get that game really going. Yeah, but the second game and we were all we went home and didn't stay at the bar. It was hilarious. Like I'm on the way home and I'm like. Let me just get a first, you know, Somebody. first touchdown bet here. Boom, and a Jamison Williams like M in the car, and then it hits, and the guy runs a forty-two yard reverse. I mean, they were just coming out of the gates. Detroit was ready to play it, and yeah. uh, Jameson Williams scored the touchdown. That that, that was a nice hit, you know, two twenty-five to one. That's that's nice money. Yeah, like that. hell yeah. Um, but this was kind of the opposite. It was kind of like what what the Chiefs did to the Baltimore. They came out and just punched yeah. uh, San Francisco in the mouth. They just owned them in the first half. Everything they were doing offensively and defensively looked great. Purdy didn't look so good. I mean, Devo was involved more than we thought, which was kind of a miss on my part anyway. Um, but then the second half, you're up by 17. So let's talk about these these different choices that, that, that Campbell made. You've got a fourth and three in the first in the second quarter, end of the game, end of the half. He decides to kick the field goal, right? <laughs> So that makes sense. Go three scores. That's to me. Like I know old school football guy, but yeah. you go three scores. Seventeen is, is better than fourteen because they need to score three times. So then the second half, San Francisco comes out, goes down, kicks a field goal. They're gonna do something better. Yeah. Detroit goes down. Nice drive. They get within field goal range. Now, was the play call right? Probably. Should Reynolds caught the ball? Probably. More than once. Yes. But I mean, go up by the three scores again. Now, some some people say Badgley's a bad kicker. But he's like 18 to 21 from between 40 and 49 yards. Just 
I don't understand. That one didn't make sense. I think that one almost didn't make a sense as much sense as the other, the second one. But yeah, okay. the second one you're going for the kill shot, like you're trying yeah. to put them out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, at that point, I think you're. The, the, I'm saying the second time you're down. This one, I just get the field goal. You're down three scores again. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So this was kind of a momentum play, and then you don't know what's going to happen next, which is calamity, yeah. right? You get this amazing. Well, I don't. It was a terrible throw, really, by Purdy. Start there. What a great bounce. God, Purdy always throws the ball to the other team. Hits the guy's face mask. That's, he makes the amazing catch. I think that was the second time because he hit the dude earlier in the game, I think. Did he? In the first quarter, I think. <laughs> yeah, like he, Purdy threw one that was probably shouldn't have picked off again. But he makes an amazing catch. I mean, just incredible yeah. effort. Makes the catch. They get down to the four. He scores later. So now they're down, only down by seven now. And then the first play, Gibbs fumbles at the 20. You know, it's like shit. They go in and score right away. Now the game's tied. All, like... Within like two minutes. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. So he didn't know it was going to unfold that way. So I get that why I went for fourth down there, but they would have been still up if he made a field goal. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then eventually San Francisco gets another field goal, goes up 27-24. I just feel like because the, the Detroit had been kind of stymied there in, in a stretch, you get in field goal range, just just get the field goal. Just get I mean, I, I understand the numbers that I think the expected win percentage was about the same at that point. If you look at the analytics, but my point is Campbell's not looking at analytics. He's like a field guy. Doesn't he feel that you just got 20, you give up 20 points straight in a row. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. You're down by down by three. Now you get a 17 point lead. Now you're losing kick the field goal. If you go for it and lose the momentum is totally even more on San Francisco side. That's so I can defend either way. I don't defend either choice, but I understand why he wanted to get the control back, is what he said, but I don't know, bro. I mean, it's, it kind of sucks. That, that play wasn't as good. They, they went to St. Brown that time. Yeah. And he really wasn't open, and then whatever. Well, they missed a, they missed a block, I think, on the line. that kind of sped everything up in the second one. But, yeah, no, I mean, if anything, he was. they were talking about him being consistent all year. Yeah. I mean, he was, I mean <laughs> from a team aspect, I guess, I can't remember who I was listening to. But someone was like, you know, from a team standpoint, that's what he's done all year. If anything, instills confidence. If he were to switch up now, it may, it may, you know, fuck with the culture, or fuck, you know, with the psyche a little bit of the team. They go, oh, well, now he doesn't believe in us, or like I now mean, he wants to. Brandon Staley was consistent too. Well, <laughs> well, I think there was a little bit different in buy-in between yeah, both yeah, you know, different course, cultures, if you will. So, um, yeah, and I, I like it to your point. I can see it both ways. I think the first one, you think you should take the field goal. You, yeah. you go up seven. You're on the road. You go up seventeen. Right. And, if anything, run the football. Like, at the fourth and two, I think, is what it was. Well, that's what I mean. You've been running all these guys all day. Well, it was third and five, and they ran it on third and five. Right. So it was kind of a dead giveaway they were going to go for it on fourth. But, yes. again, just line up and run the football again because they went from third and five to fourth and two. So, like, take your three yards and let's – Do the know, touch go. push. Whatever you're going to yeah. do, two yards. So, and then, of he course, David Montgomery forgot he didn't know San Francisco was going to score a touchdown pretty quickly. Six right. plays. They're up by ten. Here's the other question I have. You're, you're driving down the field. You're down by ten points again. Yeah. Your point is totally valid. They should never run on, you know, third and goal or whatever it was, second yeah, and goal. Yeah, that was stupid. But you get to, like, the 15-yard line with a minute 36, three timeouts. Don't you kick the field goal then? You, you, yeah. I mean, you need 10 points. It doesn't matter now. Well, they knew how much they needed to cover. That's what I was saying. Did, did he bet on the game? I mean, what is he doing? Because if he kicks the field goal there, you're down by seven. And, you know, maybe you got seven and a half, whatever. Right. And then you play defense. So then, of course, they get a good play inside the four or whatever, and then – what the hell? You're running the football? I, I Look, I wanted him to run the ball. Personally, as you know, I had two touchdowns for David Montgomery. <laughs> but when I saw them do that, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, the game is basically over, over now. Yeah, like you need a miracle. 
you need to do, and they and they actually, what's his name, Craig Reynolds, touched up before 10 yards. You made a really good effort in that yeah. situation. But, Almost got it. So it's kind of a shame. So, I mean, everybody's bagging on Campbell, which I think is part of it. But I think, I don't know, it was a weird game. It was just a weird game. They had the game. You saw like they had all the momentum. They were by far the better team for they were. two and a half, three quarters. They were. Like, and they were still up by, you know, whatever, 14 points with six minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah, it was these Lions. They, they weren't those Lions anymore. They had turned into these Lions. Poor Lions. Yeah. So Lions fans, and there was, did you see Ford Field? There was like jam with people. Oh my God. Yeah, it was a madhouse. They were like kept cutting to it, especially when they're up like 14 or 21 or whatever it was. It was like 21 7th, and they, right. that place was going. Cool. Bonkers. Exactly. So um, we didn't do so good on these props. Obviously, I said the Devin got Montgomery two yeah. touchdowns. Ayuk, you know, 190, had like 68. It just was more Debo. Yeah. And then they did run the ball more in the second half, which is, you know, hey, running wins. Uh, your kiddo didn't get over either was tough. Jameson yeah. Williams did hit thank you. And then obviously, oh, you did an in game. Yeah, we did. So I, tell me when you fell asleep in this game. You said uh, you fell asleep. Oh, yeah. It was like. Uh... I rewatched on NFL Network the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was about halfway through the second quarter. Okay, okay. You're like, yeah. oh, the Lions got this. No, I bet. Yeah, no, I bet on the. I took the money line of San Francisco. I think after they were down 14, I think it was 14 nothing or 14 mm-hmm. seven. I was like, you know what? We'll throw a little bit of. I think I heard it got up to 380 at one point. Ah, man, uh, I should have waited until they were down 21 seven. Yeah, but you know, what are you gonna do? What can you do? 24 seven. So. Let's just talk briefly about the Super Bowl stuff. We'll talk more in detail next week. Um, Injuries, I don't know if Willie Gay is going to play. I mean, we'll see. He did play last week. He's been kind of a guy. Uh, Joe Tooney was out last week. We'll see. To me, 49ers don't really have any major injuries. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure they're going to play Chase Young because he likes to overrun the play uh, every time or just stand there and watch. So, but he'll, you know, we'll see what happens. So, right now, the line opened at two and a half right away for San Francisco, which I was like, hmm, weird. A little strange. No, it's it's neutral, so there's no you know home field advantage. Is the sod father involved? Maybe, maybe. Uh, this play being played in Vegas, of course, but it immediately went down to one, mm-hmm. and now it's back to two for San Francisco. San Francisco's still favored. You got to think the Chiefs' money is going to pour on this, but to this date, I, I put it in. Eighty-four percent of the bets and seventy-six percent of the money is on the Chiefs already. So I'm a little confused by the line. Actually, I, I really thought at some point. We'll talk about my teaser in a minute. I thought the Chiefs would eventually be the favorite in this game, but yeah. maybe they will come game time. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know because the wide receiver play has been so bad it's all true. year long. So everybody, everybody thinks of the Niners' defense is amazing, but it's, it's. I mean, it, it has its suspect to it for sure. I mean, you saw it last week. You saw it against Green Bay. They haven't been playing like they can't stop that amazing. Run. Yeah, right. like I said they've been like they've been good enough at this point in the postseason. So they have to be really. They're going to have to be a lot better what they have been. So. Yeah, and I mean, we'll look, see. so let's talk. I mean, to me, it's like, can San Francisco run the ball against Kansas City? Yeah. That's, that's that's step one. Right. We know that the Bills were able to do it, but that was also because they conceded the run. Right. Baltimore chose not to run, so I'm not even sure. Which makes know? no sense because if you look at the 22, the Chiefs were playing like nickel, mm-hmm. and they were playing light boxes, and they still wouldn't run the, run the fucking ball. football. Run the ball. They were, like, they were literally having DBs in the box, like seven-man boxes with DBs. That's exactly what you'd want if you're yeah. Baltimore. Any, like week 14 – that's exactly what you're looking for. You just pound the rock. Oh, the rock. There, it's, oh God, it makes me. I, so, but uh, San Francisco has a good offensive line. They should be able to run the football. Yeah. So that's kind of, to me, their ability, to. right? And then Kansas City, I think it's can they pass against San Francisco? But I do think Kansas City is going to run the ball. Yeah. You know, they're going to run the ball against the San Francisco front. I think they can do it. But 
when push comes to shove, are they going to be able to get open against, you know, and, and I, I don't think the pass rush is that good for San Francisco right now. I don't know what the no. problem is. They definitely had their struggle. Jared Goff was really comfy in the first half of that game. And you know, Mahomes finally got sacked in this game, like in the second half. He yeah. wasn't sacked for quarters. Do you think, so if we rate the three lines that San Francisco's played so far, they played Green Bay, who played pretty well. Yeah. Detroit's offensive line is arguably one of the best, even though they, they were down a guy last yeah. week. And then the Chiefs. Where do you see them and those three? You know, in terms. I think of the Chiefs have the worst offensive. I mean, their tackles right. have been suspect all mm-hmm. year long. That's probably that's been like one of the Achilles heels of this team has been their tackle play. We talked about with the Dolphins the first playoff. Now, right. like, the Dolphins don't have any pass rushers, so there's nobody to take advantage of that weakness of the Chiefs. So, so if there's a, a Bosa, Jimmy Young, oh, I think Armstead is the guy because mm-hmm. he's the one who plays in the middle. He's gonna, he's gonna have to take off the double teams to get Bosa off the edge. But uh, I mean, I. I don't know. I could. I took the Chiefs money line. I'm just gonna go ahead yeah. and say it now, yeah, but because uh, I, I think uh, I think that's what. Well, and, and is gonna let's happen take let's game. take let's take the scripts out of it because I mean the scripts want of course script crowd. Kansas City's gonna win. Yeah, not us out there. Well, that's the, that's the script crowd. We're not at this point, it's like who's the better coach? Yeah, Andy Reid, right? right? I mean, I think so. Who's think. the better quarterback? Give me a break. Right. You know, uh, Mahomes. So the defense, I think, is better too. Yeah. So what's better versus San Francisco? Maybe the offense. Like over the course of the year, San Francisco's offense has been better than the Chiefs. But and I'm telling you, playmakers for sure. We've seen what the Chiefs have been able to scheme. Andy Reid is clearly calling the plays. I think you mentioned that last week. Yeah. He's calling the plays because the plays are amazing. Yeah. I mean, they're moving the ball in the best defense. Baltimore's a way better defense than San Francisco. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Some of the props that I was looking at. I'm I'm back on Mahomes rushing because I think that'll happen more this week. Yeah. I think it's down to 25 and a half. So I'm gonna see if it keeps going better, down. Yeah. Um, I like Pacheco rushing, 69 and a half. I mean, that number, I'm, I'm watching it. And I don't know, it's hard. McCaffrey's number is so high. But I think he's going to get the ball a lot. I would still, yeah, I'd be, I'd be comfortable taking it for sure. And I like Kelsey's receiving under, but it looks like you like him over. I like, yeah, but we have different numbers. I took oh, yeah, the over okay. 50 and a half. You have the under 70 and a half. Huh. So, uh, I think I I think I teased it, honestly. To be oh, honest. you went down. Yeah, yeah okay, I think okay. it was like 63 and a half when I looked. So it, you actually got a little bit higher yardage, it looks like. So. Yeah, I haven't. I, look, these are just. I'm not betting them yet. I'm gonna wait. I'm looking at them. I'm kind of testing the market. Yeah. And I did uh, parlay the, this four together. So I, I put a, a parlay together with Kansas City money line, Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown score, uh, over receiving for him for 50 and a half, and then Mahomes to throw for over 250 and a half yards, and that's at plus 355. If you okay. want to jump on board. Well, that's what it is. I understand. Yeah, now. I kind of like this. I, I liked it when I. I think it was like Monday morning. I, I got up really early. I was at like 5:30, so I, I watched the uh, San Francisco game over again. I was like, all right, I just yeah. kind of kind of checking out with the old eye test, if you will. I, I, I just felt good about the uh, the Chiefs. Just, I feel like the team of destiny right now. Like, I do, too. I just, my only worry is that you've got, at this moment, you have 80% or 76% of the money on the Chiefs now. Yeah. I mean, how much is going to be on come game time? Everybody's going to, Taylor Swift, let me put some money on Taylor Swift and the Chiefs. Like, are they going to get 90% of the money? So that means the books are going to need San Francisco. Yeah, which is scares me. I don't like to be against the Bucks. You know, usually they, they do pretty good in these situations. But I did a teaser, so I just I teased the Kansas City up. First I should have you know went back back up, but yeah. from one to seven, and then I do the under fifty three and a half. I think the total is going to be low. I think the Chiefs yeah. have been playing the Chiefs have been playing unders like the whole year. And I, I mean, yeah. unless they it's a big first half. Right. I mean, even the Buffalo game I think went under. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, 27, 24. Yeah, so it was. It was. I think it was like 54 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's. It was like right on it. Yeah. 47 and a half has been steady. That hasn't moved at all. That total. So, 
Obviously, I'd love it to be a little higher, but that's why I teased it up to 53 and a half. So we'll see. Um, but I like I like your parlay. I like that a lot, especially Mahomes. You know, you, you tease that that two fifty and a half. Is not I think the number, two, right? I think two seven or I think two seventy five and a half was the number. Okay. See, I tease it down a little bit. Gotcha. All right, we'll do more next week on props. We'll do some fun props. We'll talk about some stuff. Some Gatorade yeah, colors. Some Gatorade colors, of course. Yeah. Find that offshore. Now we're gonna go into college basketball. What song Usher is gonna sing first? That's big. Yeah. I know. That's big. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. I like what you did there. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. All right, let's talk a little college basketball now. We're going to try to transition this as we go for the season here. Oh, yeah. Um, how do we approach this? So <clears throat> college basketball is this animal that only, people only pay attention to March usually, yeah. right? It's like, hey, March Madness, I'm going to fill my bracket. Well, not me. I like to usually – I'm going two weeks late about now, but I like to watch some games, start watching as a conference play, conference tournaments, and, of course, March Madness. So Feast week. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a I'm a – you know, worshiper of Ken Palm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Ken Palm, but I love Ken Palm. He's my guy. I've never met him personally, but I love his metrics. There's a couple of things that every year as we kind of talk through the season, the the metrics, if you're if you're inside the top twenty in both categories, you have a shot at winning the title. And there's usually only like six or seven teams that do that every year. Right. So those are your teams that are gonna win the title. And I, I'm sorry, like every now and then you're like, Oh yeah, what about this team? Like Texas Tech, they play great defense, they can't score, they lose in the title. Yeah. You know, San Diego State last year. Virginia. Virginia. Well, Virginia that year had a good offense. Right. So I'm not going to go over the Ken Palm stuff this time, but every week I'm going to start quoting it. Okay. Oh, Ken Palm this, Ken Palm that. Um, we're going to stick to just, you know, championship futures okay. and then their conference futures, and then we'll throw in a couple games this weekend since there's a lot of big matchups. Right. All right? Yeah, it's a good week for basketball. Exactly. So I'm not sure why I started the SEC and whatever. Yeah, you know, this, this isn't This isn't college – college football damn it um but as you look at this conference i put sec first mainly because what i've been told is that they have they're they're a little top heavy but but they have some really good football really good basketball teams yeah right yeah, so tennessee alabama auburn kentucky are all like title contenders right yeah. now with kentucky coach cal hasn't had a team a final four in a decade yeah so he's always got good talent but he somehow they haven't been able to get it done. But um, right now, the conference, the, the conference, I guess, uh, favorite right now is Alabama. And they were awesome last year, but they they stumbled out of the box this year. So their their championship future is only plus 2,500. So if you really like Alabama, sure, Nate Oates, he's got those cool jackets and all that stuff. They lead the country in scoring. They can score. Yeah. They can score. Ken 80, Palm, number one. Almost 90 points again. I think like 89.6 or something like that. They just don't play any defense. Yeah. So... So awesome, but they're still they're on top of the you know the conference right now, and they have the best odds. But then, pretty closely by Tennessee at plus two hundred in the conference, they're plus sixteen hundred to win it all. Auburn plus uh, two twenty for the conference and plus seventeen hundred overall. And then this can't be right for Kentucky. Is it? it is Kentucky. Even though you think, oh, this team's great, they're plus thirteen hundred to win the conference because they've already got like three losses or something like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, Cal is, he's a tough coach, man. I, you know, I don't want to bet against that guy, but he, but they have the best championship odds at plus 1100. Yeah. Cause they usually have a young team that has to gel. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're really good. Uh, they're a good offensive team. They're actually, uh, they have the second highest field goal percentage in the country behind, you know, who's leading the, the country and you're never going to believe this right in my backyard. Right in your backyard. Yeah. No. Huh? Right state. What? Good old Wright State. State. Yeah. They're the Raiders? The Raiders, yeah. I think there was like 58% field goal percentage right wow, now. Wow, they're filling it up. Yeah, so Kentucky's second. I think they were like 56 or 55, something like okay. that. So 
But yeah, shout out to, to good old Wright State. But yeah, Kentucky, obviously, if you look at them, to your point, they're, they're a younger squad, but uh, they're gelling. And I mean, come March, you got to have guys that can get a stop and make a bucket. It's kind of yeah. like playoff basketball. You need it to is. get a stop and make a bucket. So yeah, Cal, and Cal's a great coach. I like Cal. I mean, I know the people bag him some. I think he's a great coach. It's just he's work, he's basically coaching a different team every year. Yeah. There's nobody coming back. And, and that's kind of how the transfer portal has really affected college basketball. You know, it's amazing. So one of the games we'll talk about this weekend is Tennessee at, at Kentucky. It's Saturday uh, the 3rd. This is an evening game, 7.30 p.m. I'm showing it because it's, it's – I don't understand this. It's in Kentucky. But if I'm using Ken Palm's metrics correctly, Tennessee is somehow going to be favored in this game by a short number, like three points. I probably I probably take the points with Kentucky. But but uh, any ideas on this matchup? Uh, I, I think I'm with you. I, uh, on the road, Rupp Arena is a hard place to play. Uh, I mean, Tennessee is, I think they've won three or four in a row now. Um, and yeah, and just, Kentucky just lost to Florida. So they did. They're, yeah. they're coming off. And I think lost like to McKenzie State or something like that about a month ago. <laughs> in the early um, season. Yeah, in the early season. So I, I like Kentucky here. I, they usually get better down the stretch, they these do. Kentucky teams. So historically speaking, um, I, honest, I think honestly at this game we're in Tennessee, I think we're just going to go with the home team. I just think the crowd is going to be a big factor. Well, and in college basketball, I mean, I've only been targeting a couple weeks now. It's like it, – Give me a team that can win on the road. There's right. barely any, yeah. you know. And it's and if you're a, if you're a ranked opponent or you're a ranked team going on the road to an unranked team in your conference, you're gonna lose the game. Yeah. I mean, just book <laughs> it. It's like it's crazy. Every Kentucky, and Florida. It's well, it's team. hard to find those veteran teams. You usually mm-hmm. need those veteran squads to go on the. So like the Houston's, and obviously we'll get into them. They but, did uh, win a game. Those kind of older teams, but I mean, to your point, college basketball seems to be getting younger and younger. So that's and, and look, the college fans. Younger. I mean, I used to be, you know. Go to Moby, go crazy. Like the college fans come to play, even yeah. if it's a Tuesday night, and they go oh, crazy yeah. out there. Oh, they get lit. A couple other teams I'm just going to mention, not necessarily their odds, is uh, you can see you got one. We got South Carolina, who's actually having a good year. The metrics aren't great. Florida and Texas A&M. Yeah. You've got a stat for Florida. Yeah, I love Florida. If that was my dark horse team, that's who I'd go with. So they actually yeah. lead the country in rebounding. They have, they average uh, 44 and a half rebounds a game. That's a lot. So that's yeah. They miss some shots. They know how to get the well. <laughs> they know how to get the ball. So yeah. they don't. They obviously their turnover or their uh, differential rebounding is like plus eight or nine. So they don't lead the country in that. But just the fact that they you know they get the boards. And that's, I love and rebounds. And it gets big in, in March. So it is. It's a good way to keep momentum on your side. They just got to make the tournament. You know, <laughs> they're plus 3,300 to win the conference. So probably a little bit of a long shot. But you know, you can see. Uh, now we'll go to the Big Ten. This is where Big Ten country and, and oh, yeah. you know Action, who's maybe we'll get him on the pod at some point this year. We'll see. He's a busy guy, but he's a Purdue Boiler guy. Okay. And as you know, last year we were. <laughs> this is tough. Sorry, Action, if you're listening or watching. Uh, we were in Vegas last year. You know, round one, Purdue oh, no. losing to Fairleigh Dickinson. Oh, it, was, it was a tough moment. Um, so this is one of the things they are heavy favorites to win the Big Ten minus three seventy five. I think the biggest out of any of our, our groups here. Yeah. Plus 800 to win the title was one some of the shortest odds out there. Can they do what Virginia did years ago? I remember when they lost in the first yeah. round, and then they came back and ran the table and won it. That's what Purdue's trying to do. I mean, Purdue hasn't really made that much noise. They've had really good teams over the years, uh, and we'll see. I don't know if Painter's just, I don't know, not a good tournament coach. I mean, they're with Edie, who's like light years ahead in the Wooden Award. Like yeah. He's like minus 2,000 to win the Wooden Award. <laughs> Um, yeah, and he's like seven five or whatever he is. Yeah, he's yeah. a beast. The problem in that game was it was like nobody else could hit a goddamn shot, yeah. and they just kind of packed the paint and let people shoot, and it you know was tough. So, I mean, any thoughts on that? Do you think Purdue's got a chance to make the Final Four and give it a give it a chance? 
I mean, they got a good team. They almost lost to Northwestern the other day. They had like a – did you see the free throw differential? It was like Purdue had shot 44 free throws and Northwestern shot like eight or something like oh, that. So um, I don't know. The guard play is what scares me with Purdue, mm-hmm. to your point of how they got beat last year. You know, they pack the paint. They make Zach Eady kind of distribute the ball. And yep. if anybody else gets a little nervous, gets a little tight, I mean, that's the only thing that scares me with Purdue. I, I love – I like guard play in March. I, you know, it's you can have to make that. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd rather have somebody that I know can bring the ball to the floor that can run the offense, mm-hmm. you know, if they got to go to the foul line. Well, I will say uh, one of their guards is their sixth man, Lance Jones, yeah. local guy, Evanston. Okay. Went to Evanston Township, went to, went to school with my daughter. He's, he played in the league, he used to coach, and he's an amazing player. Nice. Maybe he'll do something. He's more of a probably a defensive guy. Yeah. He can shoot the ball a little bit. So we'll see. They are going to play Wisconsin, who's kind of the – they're actually the conference leader right now. Uh, Wisconsin's plus 250 to win the Big Ten and plus 3,000 to win the title. Uh, they're playing at Wisconsin, so that's a big deal. You know, tough game oh, Sunday, uh, the 4th at noon. Uh, I'm estimating Purdue, even on the road, is a four-point favorite, which seems crazy, but their metrics are pretty damn good. Would you lay it with the Badgers, or would you take the points with the Badgers? No? Oh, man. I think I'd lay the number with Purdue there. Mm. I think Purdue would – I think they're going to they're gonna play well. More size. Yeah, they've – I mean, again, they almost got beat by Northwestern last night, and Northwestern's not very good. So they a little bit of a look-ahead spot. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if anything, it's just more of like a wake-up call. Like, okay, you know, we gotta we got to make sure we play our – I just – Zach Eady, you know, I think he's going to dominate. There's, I mean, there's no one's going to stop him on Wisconsin. He so. does. He does. And that, we'll see. I mean, like you said, we'll see if the – a lot of times with those Badger teams, they rely on a couple of guards who can shoot the rock. But yeah. If they can't get the rebounds, you know, they're not going to get second shots. So other teams, we obviously have Illinois. They're the kind of it's really kind of a top-heavy league. It's not as deep as other years. I don't think they're going to get ten teams or eight teams that they've done in the past. It's probably going to be five to six. Um, Illinois is plus thirty-five hundred to win the title. They're plus fourteen hundred to win the conference. You can't bet that in Illinois. Coop, sorry, buddy. Why not? It's illegal. Ah, they don't allow you to bet um, local colleges like Northwestern Illinois. You can't bet. Interesting. Yeah, was, at first I was like. Why is no one on my list? Oh, that's right. Rivers doesn't list them. So uh-huh. it'll do more research. Michigan State, you know, I don't know. I mean, I love Sparty. I'm a big Izzo guy. Izzo guy. Mm-hmm. This team always has big pump coming in, and then they kind of stink in the conference, and then they make a run late, and then somehow they're in the Final Four. This is how they do it every damn year. But they're plus 5,000 to win the title, plus 10,000 to win the conference because they've already lost several games. So a little bit of strange odds there that they're so far back. I think they still could win the conference. So maybe I don't know if it's a regular season award or if it's the, the Big Ten tournament. So maybe you have to clarify. I would assume it's the regular season. Yeah, so maybe they can't do that. And then you mentioned Northwestern. Chris Collins, also a local boy, grew up in uh, Northbrook there. Nice. Um, he's got Northwestern. At, yeah, plus <laughs> whatever, plus 30,000 to win the title. Probably not going to happen. But um, plus 12,000 to win the conference. I just like them. I think they're going to make the tournament again. They got to win last year. Let's go to the Big East. Again, this is a conference that, what I call is the new conference of champions, not the 12. <laughs> the new one. <laughs> you have UConn, who's always won, and they won last year going away. They made yeah. a lot of money last year, Coop, because I just kept, like, did what you do. Oh, but the spread's six? I'm going to go to 10. Yeah. Keep giving me money. They just blew everybody out. They are plus 900 to win the title, and they're, I guess they are the heaviest favorite to win the conference. Minus, this is... 11.15, I, I, it, it changed rapidly. I think it was only like 3.50 or 3.40, and now it's 11.15. They've been on a tear. Yeah, they're really good. I think they're 17-2 and two right now. Not bad. Not bad, too. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's, uh, what is his name? Dan Mar- Dan Hurley. Yeah, Dan Hurley. Dan Hurley's got his squad again. Different than last year, but he still has the young big that was on the team last year, and they have some good players. Yeah. Marquette's the number two team, uh, plus 600 to win the conference, and then plus 3,000 to win it all. Creighton, who I was heard a lot about 
in the preseason is plus 1100 to win the conference and plus 4000 to win it unfortunately i'm only a plus 3000 ticket to win the title the only one i did they had a slow start but typically speaking you know three or four teams are going to make it and these guys kind of make some noise in the tournament they you know marquette got knocked out early last year but creighton went deep and uconn won it all so yeah. you got to watch this big big east team They're yeah biggest. marquette's got shocked this morning so i mean they he's do. got the uh, pred- the pedigree you know he took vcu to the final four so yep. they've been playing pretty well i think i watched them the other night on the fs1 mm-hmm. they were they were looking really good i can't remember i think they played maybe west virginia or something like that okay but yeah, yeah they, i mean they play you know like they play a different style which i like and then you know there's some teams in here that are and they play four guard right yeah, yeah, four guards, and then I will say we didn't list them on here, but like teams like St. John's, that's Rick Pitino's back in the Big East. Yeah, he's got his team playing better. And like Seton Hall, they'll probably be in the mix for the tournament bid. I just don't know if Seton Hall's gonna. I'm saying St. John's is gonna make a deep run. Yeah. Maybe Xavier if they yeah. can get their shit together. You know, every other year Xavier's good, right. and then this year I don't know. Yeah, it's been a down year, and this is the first year that Sean Miller's back, right? Or second year? Oh yeah, second year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the Big 12. Now, this one, I think, is the deepest conference. It's kind of what the Big 10 used to be. You're going to get, like, eight teams in from this conference. Even yeah. though there's, like, four. It's a weird conference because it's kind of getting realigned with football and everything. So Houston is in this conference now. It hasn't been, you know, before. They're minus 215 to win the conference now, plus 900 to win the title. They made it pretty far last year, but kind of got got surprised there. Uh, late, I think it was lead eight in there. Um, yeah, FAU, right? The Owls? I thought that was, they lost to San Diego State in that one, no? We have to check. That. Yeah, you're right, because it was, uh, yeah, it was Florida Atlantic yeah, against Florida Atlantic. San Diego State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. so that was kind of a bit of a shock. But, you know, they're, Kelvin Sampson's a good coach. They play really hard. Um, you want to give the stat that you got up here? Oh, they just lead the nation in point differential. Yeah. Uh, plus 21.1 points per game. So they come in, they beat you down. You go home. It's kind of, they're kind of like the Ravens of, of the NFL. Like, <laughs> yeah. they lead, or they only allow 52 points per game, which leads the country as well. So they're good defensively. They're efficient on offense. And yeah, they're just, they're a, they're a veteran team. They're a bigger team. Like, and they the guards, just, you know, Jamal Shedd's a stud. Yes. And the guy's tough. They also have a transfer. There's another ambulance. There's a, a transfer that they got to get where they're from. But they just, they have good offense this year, too. And to me, like, transferring the Big 12, which in theory should be, you know, step up in class. They played very well. Yeah. And they still have a couple losses, but they're they just one big on the road this week. You know, they're amazing in, in overtime. So Texas Tech is the next team in in, in terms of the odds. Uh, plus, I'm sorry, Iowa State is the next in terms of the odds. Plus 600 in the conference, plus 4,000 for the title. Texas Tech is plus 800 in the conference, 9,000 for the title. And then we all know Kansas is going to be there at some point. Plus 950, <laughs> plus 1,800 for the title again. Because they're more a more popular team, they have better, kind of like Kentucky, they have more, um, plus 1,800 for the title, but in their conference, they're not even close to being the top. Um, and then the big game this weekend is Saturday. You got Houston going to Kentucky, or going to Kansas, yeah. and that's at 3 o'clock on Saturday the 3rd. Again, I don't know if I'm doing this wrong. I'm going to have to consult action on the point spread, but I'm showing Houston as a favorite on the road, which doesn't seem right. Uh, but they are playing better than, than Kansas. I would guess this number's a little tight. I have it at five for Houston. It seems too high. It's, maybe it's two points for Houston or something. I yeah, know. I was going to say five feels like a lot, yeah. especially when you're talking Kansas, the old blue blood, you know? The old field house. you got to yeah. earn it. you yeah. got to earn it. Bill Self will get it together. He's yeah. got a lifetime. He's got the game. reddest face. Do you know that Bill Self, I don't know, some days I think he looks just like Art Murphy. Yeah, I can see that. In a way, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Um, so that's a good game. And then some of the other teams that round out this conference, you've got Baylor. They have pretty good odds to win the title, too, plus 3,500 as they've won in the last few years. 
plus 1800 for the conference, and then you've got TCU and then BYU, also a new entrant. They were awesome in the preseason, like the non-conference schedule, and now they've kind of struggled. Yeah, I know. You want to talk about that? Yeah, they kicked the. Well, they made the kids take their shirts off. And yeah, the just BYU had, kids set horns down. What's the problem? Is that offensive? No, I don't know why. They're soft. Texas is soft. I mean, what the hell? I don't, horns down, big deal. Yeah, I don't get it. Either. Suck it up. I've seen people do worse gestures at, oh. at, at games, especially oh in college. Yeah, when they so. put like the grade point average of the kids, doing it for other teams. So anyway, well, this is the fact. Yeah, just all I said was horns down. I don't yeah. get it. Anyway, another big game this weekend is on Tuesday or this week, I should say, is Texas Tech is going to Baylor. Uh, you know, t- Tech's on the road, and that's February sixth, which is Tuesday, eight p.m. Baylor's an estimated five-point favorite at home. Any leans in that game? Ah, oh, man, at home five. I mean. Yeah, Baylor's favorite at home. I, I don't like that number just because I feel like the defense is definitely. I feel like that's going to be definitely a low score, drag them out kind of game. Okay, so I, it's too big of a number. Yeah, I don't like that number. I would, I'd maybe see a three and a half or two and a half. I okay. five. I feel like it's a little too many. It's tough. I mean, Baylor's a team of the the Big Twelve teams. They don't play as much defense as say Houston or, or yeah. Texas Tech for that matter. Um, so they're more of a scoring mm-hmm. team. They, they usually have good guards. So five, they can definitely cover that number. But let's see what it ends up being. But Apparently to Baylor. Yeah, by the Jimmy Hedgington. The Jimmy Hedgington. Jimmy Hedgington. Uh, okay, so ACC. Okay, we all know. I'm not sick of Duke or anything. You know, Bridgeway, if she's listening, she's she's a big Dukey. Um, I've always liked North Carolina more, not just because, like, when I was a kid, you know, whatever. I, I didn't really watch Michael Jordan when he played in North Carolina. But, you know, as a Bulls fan, you love North Carolina. Huh. Um but hey, so North Carolina is actually good again. They're good. Yeah. They're minus 480 to win the conference. That seems a little steep considering Duke is in this conference. Uh, but they're plus 1400 to win the title. Duke is plus 275 to win the conference, plus uh, two, uh, 2200 to win the title. I probably put money on Duke in that situation just because it's heavy. <laughs> they're playing this weekend for the first time in North Carolina. Uh, that's third at 530. Duke. I'm sorry, North Carolina is showing as a four-point favorite. Seems a little heavy, but they are big and strong. Duke is kind of more finesse in my mind. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I would actually take UNC at that number. Mm-hmm. I, I think the home team has always kind of played. They usually do. Yeah, they usually play better in these in the arrival. I think looking at uh, the North, North Carolina just got beat on the road too. Kind of a look-ahead spot for yeah. this game, and that that happens sometimes. So, uh, Virginia is still in this conference, believe it or not, but they're plus three thousand to win the conference. Plus ten thousand to win the title, and Wake Forest is a decent team. They should make the tournament this year. Pretty long odds to win the conference, and, and but I, I like them when they come tournament time. A yeah. uh, couple more things. We got Pac-12 now. The Pac-12 is shallow, like super shallow. <laughs> they might get one team. Um, Arizona is that team for sure. They're plus. They're minus three forty-five to win the Pac-12 as they dissolve this conference. You know, sadly, uh, Arizona is plus eleven hundred to win the title. This team always, always has good talent, but they blow it every goddamn year. Yeah. Like, I remember when they had uh, Matherin, you know, he was a hell of a ball player in college, and they just sucked it up. I think they lost to the Zags or something. Something, yeah. So, it's, you don't trust this team in the tournament. Um, but, in the regular season, good shot. You got a, you got a stat for me here? Oh, yeah. They are the best rebounding differential team in the country. Mm-hmm. So, they're plus 12 a game in the rebounding department. They're also the second highest scoring team in the country, right there with Kentucky at 89 points a game. They so, always have talent. Yeah, they're they put they know how to put the ball in the hoop, and 
from a differential standpoint, but like some of those metrics you were talking about, they're definitely up there in like the class of those five or six that you like it's to just see. When they play the Houston's of the world, can they can they pull their big points, big big boy pants on it and, yeah. and play play ball? They they're seem to be choke. Up. They seem to like choke too. It's not even like it, it's never been a question of talent. To your right. point, it's just it's more of like the mentality and. They seem to crumble. It's, it's never like they get beat close either in those situations. They usually get beat by no. eight or ten or twelve. Yeah. It's not usually a very. Then at the game. buzzer. Yeah. So the other two teams, I guess, that I would say to watch. I mean, there could make the tournament is Colorado, the Buffs. Um, they're plus six fifty for the conference, but plus ten thousand for the title in Oregon. They're always in the mix, even though they started off slow this year. Yeah. Plus six fifty for the Pac twelve and plus ten thousand for the title. So. I don't think there's going to be more than three teams in the Pac-12. That's no. pretty sad. Well, Colorado's women's team's really good this year. Are they? Yeah, they were number three in the country, I think, the last Lady time Buffs. I saw. Yeah, Lady Buffs. Well, you know, uh, your, your girl Caitlin was up in Northwestern yesterday. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, they played at Northwestern. She They scored 100 points. Did they really? Oh, yeah. Did she have 30 again? Probably. Well, she's she's trying to break that all-time record. So. Is it? Who holds it? Uh, Kelsey Plum. Don't know where she went. Uh, Washington. Oh, nice. Yeah. We had that on the stat of the week. Kelsey yeah. Plum. That was one of our stats a long time ago. Damn me. Damn yeah, that's okay. All right, let's talk about some other teams that are not in the big conferences that we are going to track this year. Uh, St. Mary's is usually pretty good in the WCC, the West Coast Conference, and the yeah. Zags. But um, it's interesting. They're playing this weekend. Yeah. St. Mary's at the Zags. The Zags had a had a tough loss. They, they lost a game or two in the conference. And so now everybody's bagging them. I know they, they're not at the top of the metrics. They didn't win in Atlantis or wherever they usually play. But I'm telling you, if he's a good coach, he usually has a good team. Yeah. So the Zags are plus 100 to win the WCC, plus 10,000 to win the title. And then St. Mary's is minus 177 to win the conference right now, plus 7,500 to win the title. I still have the Zags. Well, I say I have it as a pick right now, according to the metrics. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the Zags, I, I just think the Zags are going to win this game. They just own this team. I don't. Every yeah. now and then they lose. They did lose to Santa Clara. I don't know if you heard this early in the season. That's where Art went to school. He went to school with Steve Nash, by the way. No that. way. Oh yeah, he he knew Steve Nash. That's cool. And Nash was at the game that Santa Clara beat the Zags. That was kind of a big thing. Huh. They're in the mix too, but they've kind of cooled off. I would take take the Zags now for the conference plus even money. I yeah. Mean, they're probably going to win this. They they haven't lost this conference in. Like a decade, years. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, I, and then the, I guess the one thing I did notice was St. Mary's, though, they're a very good defensive team. Mm. They're, they're in the, I think, three or four top defensive metrics, like, you know, defensive uh, field goal percentage, rebounding, stuff like that. So, they, to your point, they are a good team, but mm. like Mark Fuse, I mean, he's a good coach. He always finds a way to kind of grind them out to your point. They'll so figure it out. I, I would like the Zags there as well. Yeah. Uh, other teams, Florida Atlantic, you mentioned them before. Uh, FAU. Uh, they, look, they're in the American now. Um, I think they might have moved from last year. Maybe, I don't think they were in the American last year. So they would have played no, they definitely Houston. Were. They would have played Houston last year, though, right? Houston was in the American last year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were. Were they? I thought they were in, like, whatever. They were in, anyway. like, Tulane. Maybe you're right. No, I, I guess that, uh, I, yeah, because that would be, what, the Sun Belt or whatever? I don't know. Anyway. It's, it changed a lot. There's so many. Yeah. So, anyway, the now they're, they're the heavy favorite, minus 155 to win the conference, plus 6,000 to win the title. But they've got a target on their back. They're not playing quite as well as they did last year. Last year they were coming out smoking. They were beating yeah. everybody's ass. And so I'm not really sure uh, what's going to happen. I think it was Conference USA maybe last year. I don't know if that even conference existed. Okay, yeah, with Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I don't think it existed anymore. So um, anyway, Fort Atlantic is a team to watch because they returned a lot of the guys. But last year they kind of 
caught people napping. They didn't know who this team was, especially in the tournament. Right. Now everybody knows it in conference. Everybody knows it. So I think they're going to make the tournament regardless, but whether they win this conference, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's – I don't know. I would still take them to win the conference. Mm -hmm. They're the season team. I mean, sure. I don't think they lost a lot of people from their championship. They didn't. Or, or I guess from their final four. Yeah. Them. So, and I – I mean, there's not a lot of teams left in the American either. Is that really scary? Who knows? Uh, the other conference that probably will get three or four teams in is my alma mater, the Colorado State guys, uh, Mountain West. Yeah. San Diego State is always the team that yeah. kicks everybody's ass, but they're not on top of the conference. They're plus 290 to win the Mountain West, plus 8,000 to win the title. Teams like Utah State are really good. I mean, Boise knocked off somebody yeah. last night. Uh, Colorado State's in the mix. New Mexico actually is a team that got beat by Boise at home. New Mexico State, I think. Uh, just New Mexico. Yeah. Well, New Mexico State's another one. New Mexico, the Lobos, are okay. again, West. New Mexico was in the, they're like 19th in the country, but now they get beat at home. So, <laughs> but there are still four or five good teams. They're going to be one of those, they're going to get three or four bids. Two of them probably have to play on the goddamn plan, you know, right. because it's Mountain West. But for the 11th seed, yeah. San Diego State is this team, dude. And look, they have lost a lot early in the tournament, like before last year. And then they went deep. So it's like they either lose in the first round or they go over the Sweet 16. Yeah. And this time they went to the final. They went to the final game and, and you know they got smoked, but they were you know they got there, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, watch out for this team. They're always a good defensive team. Yeah. yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Lastly, is your you know I don't know if it's it's your team, but your <laughs> local team, uh, the University of Dayton. They're back. You know they had that one team, that Obi Toppin team, and all that stuff got taken from them and screwed. Uh, they're plus. 10,000 win the title. I figured they're going to win their, you know, Atlantic 10. 10. They're second, I think, right now. Oh, are they? Yeah. Who's that? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that. Maybe Richmond. Oh, maybe Richmond. Yeah, Richmond's a good ball club, too. Maybe Richmond. Spiders. Yeah. I think it is. It's either Richmond or maybe. You're right. Yeah. It is Richmond. Okay. So, what do you got stat wise for Dayton? Um, so, just, I mean, obviously, they're bigger. They're a bigger team. I think mm -hmm. the average height is like 6'6 six, six in the starting lineup. So, they're a big team. They're top 20 in the nation in points allowed. Um, they have four guys on the team that average 10 points or more. Deron Holmes is leading the way. I think he's like 19.8. So yeah. they do have that, you know, that one guy to kind of, you know, get a bucket if they need it. And they also, they shoot really well from three. They're 40% this season so far. So that's kind of the, uh, it's kind of like those Duke teams back in the day. They mm -hmm. live and die by the three. If they get hot and they make a bunch of them, you know, they can definitely. It's up to me. Yeah, they're going to be a nightmare to play against. So if they can, you know, they can make some noise. Obviously, it's a really good number of plus 10,000. They're probably not going to win it, but. They can definitely be frisky come March time. Well, I mean, they play in a – I think Richmond's pretty good. There's a couple other teams that have been PCU, good. Uh, St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. And in the past, I mean, Rhode Island had a good team when, when Hurley was there. There's yeah. been teams that have done things in the play, in the tournament. So I just mentioned this team because they're probably going to be a potential Sweet 16. Maybe they aren't, yeah. but there's somebody you're going to keep in mind. About Absolutely. Them. So, All right, so with the weekend ahead, uh, first of all, I'm not doing much this weekend. i got a big travel thing. i got to save some cash, to be frank. Um, but we are going to do the table of foreshadows. We decided okay. that. Okay. Um, I have to give final numbers. I have to check with some people. We're going to have eight to ten people. Okay. It'll be fun. Let me know. Are you going to ask Stephen Caesar? Should we ask them? Not ask them. Um, listen to the podcast. Yeah, I have no idea. Probably. I'll <laughs> figure it out. I have no Luke idea. is coming. Okay. Uh, my buddy Scott's coming. Scotty doesn't know. Okay. Uh, Luke's arriving. Yeah. Luke's arriving. Um, I think Whitney's going to come now. I don't know. She's nice. she's back and forth on this stuff. So we've got that set up for the Super Bowl. I know you're going to Pacheco's White Elephant Party, so you got you already picked your gift. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, no, I got my gift the other day in the mail, actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So Exciting. It is. Somebody's going to be tickled to death if they, they open that gift. <laughs> Tickle me almost? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what else is going on? Are you uh, uh, no more skating? No, no more ice skating this week. I'm trying to. 
honestly, it's probably a pretty chill weekend. I don't mm. think there's much to going on other than like that, maybe hanging out Sunday and just being lazy. Yeah, I'm playing progression on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I'll um, do Hamlin on Saturday. I'm not progression, but going downers on Sunday. But oh, nice. Okay. Um, so that's good. Same group of guys, which is kind of weird. Let's play two, two different places, guys. Same group <sighs> of guys. But it's okay. I need exercise, and um, and then I'm going to start my my new gig where I'm like traveling all the time, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I was going to say, you looking forward to that? Oh, yeah, Jimmy Wegg's got a promotion there. Yay, yeah, hey, hey, no, right? no drinks yet. I haven't gotten paid yet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty exciting. Going to be traveling the Sun Belt or something, Arizona, Nevada, nice. maybe Colorado and Texas. So, yay. Yeah, uh, bring back some elk meat. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, more importantly, I'm hopefully going to maybe accidentally go to Vegas on a trip for you. Yeah, know, just miss, you know, take the wrong roll flight. Roll some bones. So just stay with my sister, save some money and roll the bones. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, pretty exciting. But yeah, started. This is kind of how it went a couple weeks ago. Hey, you want to do this thing? Sure. Uh, give us a little one pager of when I was in Florida. I'd like to type up the one pager for my um, business plan. This week it's like, hey, uh, so I don't know what your title wants to be, but tell me what your title wants to be. And uh, you're going to Arizona on Tuesday. I'm like, oh, okay. And it has to be the Heavenly Waste Management Open. I'm like, nice. $500 hotel rooms but yeah whatever you know that's how it goes oh my god there's no hotel rooms that's you've seen the, the videos oh, yeah, right I've seen that. this is like the super bowl it's for insane like golf. if yeah. you look at it there's no we tried i was my one of my co-workers the big marriott guy gotta be a marriott the nearest marriott was in like chandler that's like 45 minutes out i'm like what are you doing like we can't stay anywhere closer, so we're staying at some crappy hotel by the airport. So nice. Yeah, you're leaving the light on for you. Yeah, yeah nice. hopefully. Oh hopefully. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so it'll be exciting. But we'll we'll figure out how we're taping next week. I will be in route. Worst case, I guess we said Saturday, but hopefully it'll be before that because you know. Yeah, we still got a whole other week. We talk about the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is coming up this weekend, the Pro everybody. Bowl, the Senior yeah. Bowl is this weekend. I know you're not a big Senior Bowl guy, but I am. I listen. It's like like we're different. Like, yeah, Roman Wilson was killing it the other was day. He? Yeah, oh, I was, yeah, yeah. I was watching a little that. bit of that. Yeah, I don't mind. The, I'm more of the draft and combine kind of guy. Totally, and I get it. But for me, like, I don't really care about the college football season. I'm like, I flip it. Oh, okay, I'll listen to the Senior Bowl guys. Then I look at the combine. Then I get ready for the draft, and let's let's talk about this. So, yeah. but I hear you. And we do have the U.S. Open bowling going on this week. So, oh, my, yeah, yeah. You're gonna go down there. Uh, well, one of my one of my former teammates is. I think he was in seventh going in Ooh. seventh or eighth going into today. Nice. So I told him if he made the TV show, I'd have to leave us some tickets. So Caesar said he'd be down to go. So, so they're where are they doing in, that? They're born in Indy. Nice. So about you know a little three hour trip, and hopefully we sure. can make it down there. Maybe that's what we'll do Sunday. So why not? But you know. Praying for good vibes. Hopefully, you know that'd be fun. Yeah, we make a sign. So absolutely. Okay. Well, hey, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter, Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, you can check me on Instagram at Dalton Cooper on Twitter or X at Mr. Grumpy Gills. Uh, we are the Side Action Podcast. Uh, check us out next week. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be together. But sorry, buddy. In spirit. I thought I was gonna do it. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Everybody enjoy the Pro Bowl this weekend. <laughs> All right, and sorry about the audio. (laughs) That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens, and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.
Side Action Podcast, its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast, and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict. Individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made, as the Side Action Podcast, its owners, hosts, associates, or guests will not guarantee any advice given. The opinions and advice given on the Side Action Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Intro and outro and transition music credits. Song titles, Jerry 5 and District 4 by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.org. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0.